Hello, gorgeous people, and welcome to another episode of Gorgeous Body by Anna. I am super excited today for today's episode. Today, I have a special guest that has experiences with meditation. Elizabeth Kipp is a stress management, a chronic pain specialist, yoga and meditation teacher, and she's also an author for international best-selling author of The Way Through Chronic Pain, Tools to Reclaim Your Healing Power. Hi, Elizabeth. How are you today? Hi, Anna. I'm great. Can you hear me okay? Yes, I can. (laughs) I I apologize for the microphone issue. I I never had to do it before, so. Okay, no problem. But I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here with us. Um, I was reading a little bit about your biography, and you are amazing. Oh well, thank you. I I, um, I don't uh, I don't lead with uh, meditation. Uh, mm-hmm. As far as what I do, I do teach it. It's part of part of the work that I do. I I, I don't know if I would have healed without meditation. <laughs> um, that history of chronic pain, um, the most powerful tool, um, really besides ancestral clearing. Um, to heal chronic pain, the most uh, powerful tool that I know of, and mm-hmm. then I'm aware science really will measure, is meditation to help clear the changes that uh, chronic pain brings to the brain. When you say um, that you had chronic pain, would you be able to tell the listeners what you were suffering from? Well, chronic pain is any pain that's felt 15 days out of 30 for three months or more. Okay. Uh, any pain, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, doesn't matter. Anything doesn't feel good for three months, uh, 15 days out of 30 for three months or more is considered chronic pain. Mm-hmm. It all sends the same signals of the brain, it hurts. And the brain is fundamentally changed by chronic pain. Uh, we, we, um, we get a lot of chaos in the brain uh, as a result of chronic pain. And we, uh, anybody that listens to this will know that's a chronic pain sufferer who, or has suffered from it will know this um recognize it and um and and also there's an emotional component the emotional part of the brain gets affected and we become um uh, markedly uh our our thinking becomes uh, much more negative Mm -hmm. so um we have a lot of brain fog in chronic pain and we tend to see the world as a very dark place so meditation is one of the things that that's so powerful the reason it's powerful is because it helps to quiet the mind and if you can quiet the mind that also heals the negative mind Mm -hmm. it's interesting that you you talk about chronic pain because for me when i always thought about chronic pain i always thought about physical and not mental um like you know when you have a back pain or any type of pain physical you right away think like oh I gotta stretch or I'm gonna do yoga or um but it's interesting when you say that it also affects mental mental um in your mind and that's where the meditation comes in to be able to heal well it it's um I had I I suffered from physical pain um when I had a physical injury, but the reason that it wasn't really healing was because I had a lot of emotional, unresolved emotional trauma. So I had an injury that didn't heal and didn't heal and didn't heal and and we 
kept having to do surgery and that was the answer and the doctors had but they didn't really understand the the underlying cause of they they kind of got to the point where it's like well we need to do surgical intervention and then it still didn't heal and then they were like well you're just going to be this way, this way for the rest of your life mm-hmm. and and that was a that was really a misunderstanding because they they never asked the question why isn't elizabeth healing they they just assumed i wouldn't so that's more of a limitation on the model they're working with than it than it really speaks to the body's ability to heal. So when you received that news, um, what was your process from there? Was your process like, okay, let me? Did you already have a background? Did you already know about meditation, or did you oh, start yeah. researching? I, yeah, I was. Um, I started meditating in the mid '70s. I, I already had that back injury, but I didn't. The surgery part of it didn't start until the early 80s early to mid 80s i had a bunch of surgeries for my back but i had this meditation background and i was used to i was used to coming into the present moment and staying with the moment and and watching my thoughts instead of kind of getting engaged and getting hooked by them mm-hmm. um, so that practice right there was i uh, was so powerful it was so important now I had a uh I started out with transcendental meditation and I had a very um I had a very powerful um kind of physical experience reaction to that my body energetics kind of got um uh dysregulated I guess would be they they got kind of out of whack and my and I went back to my teacher at that point a TM was pretty young and the teachers they had in this country were really uninformed it's not like today not like today at all and I went back to my teacher and said what's happening to me and he didn't know and so I I I was like well I'm going to like change this meditation <laughs> like I'm going to and and I my mantra changed and I and I really um I really uh kind of uh, kind of ended up doing a a, a a being present in the moment which is which is pretty much what okay yeah yeah because i was gonna ask you like for listeners that are just starting meditating they um like me <laughs> i wouldn't know what that is so i was gonna ask if you could explain it <laughs> oh okay well yeah it's it's actually um it's actually a kind of it's a type of meditation that's taught by a teacher um i'm i'm um qualified to teach a himalayan style meditation that transcendental meditation came from mm-hmm. um and it's a um it's a or you're given a special mantra it, there's a whole process and the the reason we have a process um in, in the kind of in the beginning of it is is to in the beginning of the of the meditation is to help you kind of come into a space where you're fully present. Okay. Um, the mind is so easily kind of, you know, it's it's it, it's it's either in the past or it's the future or it's it's it, it has difficulty at being in the present moment. So um there's a so 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 the process of of meditation itself is is um is designed and also actually physical yoga the asana part of yoga those things are designed to help us be able to sit quietly in meditation mm-hmm. and actually have the experience of being in the present moment 
the idea there in, in meditation uh, of why it's so important in the chronic pain, it, it's important to anybody's experience, but it's important in the chronic pain experience from this point of view. Chronic, chronic, chronic pain tries to steal its attention away, our attention away from everything that it, which includes it tries to steal our attention away from the present moment. It's part of the reason why, um, why uh, meditation is so powerful because it keeps us in the present moment, and and we're we're free of the burden that chronic pain can bring mentally. The mm-hmm. mental matter, the negativity and the time tripping, the past and the future kind of um, uh, reference that we do in chronic pain. Oh, I remember when this happened to me, and this happened. You know, it was horrible mm-hmm. when it happened in the past. And oh, what's the what's going to happen to me in the future? That kind of stuff just that just makes chronic pain worse, right? So we come into the present moment, and we can we really just stay and watch the thoughts and watch the breath and. You know, just stay with the breath and stay in the present moment. That chatter um, becomes kind of like a parade through the mind, but we're not hooked by it. We're we're we're, we're watching it, but we're not it. We're we're ex- maybe experiencing the thoughts, but we're not we're not the thoughts. We we we're able to disidentify ourselves. The idea it really is. To experience who we truly are, mm-hmm. meditation. The idea there is to experience who we truly are, not our conditioning, not our pain, not our, um, not our thoughts. I, I'm not. I'm none of those things. I'm watching my experience. I'm watching my thoughts, and I'm watching my pain, and I'm, I'm, I'm having an experience of it. But it's not who I am. Mm-hmm. Who, who I am is the one that's watching it all. Meditation gives us an experience of that. That's very, very informative.、Um, so, for somebody that's starting, let's say somebody、um, tells you, "Hey, I want to try meditation." What would you suggest? Well, it's funny that you say that. That's what I'm actually teaching this week.、Oh, that's <laughs> I, awesome. <laughs> I teach trauma-informed yoga in two different spaces. I teach on Thursday nights and then on Friday mornings, and at two different spaces. And and the teaching this week is on、uh, beginner meditation.、Mm-hmm. And and I, I'd like to say straight up that most people don't understand what meditation is. They think it's a thing they have to do, and it's actually the opposite of that. It's the most natural thing in the world for a human being to meditate, and all it means is being in the present moment.、Mm-hmm. It just means staying here. We actually do nothing in this space, and it's really contrary to the way most of us are used to operating all day long because we're do 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 doing. But and when we can come into the being space where we're just simply. Um, dropping in, kind of to the present moment,、uh, the doing becomes more of a. I mean, we we the beginner. You're asking a beginner here, so、mm-hmm. um, what we want to do is 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 have an experience of what it's like to be in the present moment. And the way I do that is I have people sit quietly and breathe. Now. In the trauma space, it's tricky to ask somebody to sit quietly and、mm-hmm. breathe 
because if you ask somebody to sit still who's got a bunch of trauma in the system yep. that can mimic the um the freeze response and you don't want to do that mm-hmm. so i like to bring in a little bit of mantra music so that there's a little bit of a, a little bit of music with a with a flow to it mm-hmm. and and then a very simple mantra <clears throat> like satanama satanama something like that or or ma or uh you know wahiguru which is t- t- kind of people won't know what that is unless you're a yogi, kundalini yogi but but there's there are um ma means mother or rebirth satanama means um <clears throat> is the cycle of life mm-hmm. satanama and you can just kind of repeat that satanama satanama that's a beautiful meditation um so with music and you can find it's called curtain kriya it's you can find it on youtube you can find all kinds of music for that and you just do you just sit and you repeat the mantra sitting quietly and you'll notice that you're um you're calmer and you'll notice that the thoughts will come in thoughts will come in and you just and and maybe your mind will kind of steal your attention away to the thoughts and then you oh i'm 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 not i'm not i'm not in my meditation anymore well you are in your meditation you're just you know going off to your thoughts just come back to the present moment and stay with the <clears throat> stay with the mantra okay we we do we do plain just just regular breath meditations called pranayama mm-hmm. which is just you know inhale fully inhale and fully exhale or alternate mouse there's all different kinds of, of of breath meditations but really simple ones just breathing in and breathing out and keeping the breath the inhale and the exhale even in length and duration to one another uh is a, is a very powerful meditation it's tricky to teach in the trauma informed space because if people are carrying trauma again it's difficult for them to sit still that's why i like to give them music okay and and then i have a question like um so i have some friends that one of the reasons why they say don't they don't meditate is because when they try they fall asleep well that's okay that's they need sleep <laughs> so does that happen often or is that just it can yeah it can okay. depend you know it it um if i was meditating um at night when um when i was close to when i was tired at the end of the day i'd fall asleep too maybe i don't know i've been meditating a long time so i uh, i do have sometimes uh, i run into that um i run into falling asleep when i at night maybe at two o'clock in the morning i might wake up and and i'm kind of awake and i'll mm-hmm. just start meditating again and whoosh, that'll put me back to sleep but generally i don't really have that problem if somebody's meditating and they fall asleep is because they need to sleep okay yeah so okay, allow, allow sleep to, to allow that you know meditate some other time yeah because that happened to me one time <laughs> so i didn't know if i was doing it correctly um and then I was going to ask another question. So, um what kind of equipment do you use for meditating? Um the pillow? Do you sit oh, on the pillow? Well, if I'm if I'm sitting 
on the floor, I sit on a cushion so that okay. I've got a little bit of a pelvic tilt going so that it's comfortable for me. I, I sit cro either cross-legged uh, with a with a, a pillow underneath me to put the pelvic to put the pelvis forward just a little bit, or I sit cross-legged on the floor, um, which also will put me in a pelvic tilt. It, it takes a little bit of strain off the back, is all, so that you're actually comfortable and you can sit sit for a bit. Um, I don't, uh, and sometimes I sit uh, I sit uh, astride a cushion. I have a cushion that goes. Um, that's kind of lengthwise and I, I I sit on that kind of like you'd sit on a horse I just you know with my legs on them with my knees bent I, I sit on that kind of a stride uh, I do that sometimes too it, it's it's really whatever works for you and if I'm if it's at nighttime and I'm and I'm, I'm sleep is eluding me I'll, I'll meditate just lying down okay and um do you you use this bowl that makes sounds I don't know the name of it there's crystal bowls and there's brass bowls there's there's different there's that singing bowls they're called yes, singing, singing bowls, bowls. yes yeah. um i've used them um i've used them in some classes where we're actually i actually use that in when we're lying in savasana after we've done the physical um yoga practice of where we've you know been moving the body mm -hmm. we'll, we'll lie down and integrate and then i'll pull up then i'll pull up i'll pull a singing bowl out and i'll and i'll play it then just it it, it helps kind of um it's a beautiful healing uh, as the body's resting but i don't i don't usually do that during I, I just don't use it during meditation it doesn't mean that it can't be done it's just not something i do okay and can you combine yoga with meditation? Well, one of the eight limbs of yoga is meditation. So oh, yes. okay. Yes, absolutely. Yes, an integrated yoga practice always includes meditation. Absolutely. Okay, awesome. So um, before we leave, I would like to see if you would like to talk about your book. Share with the listeners about your book. Oh, well, thank you. Yes, um, The Way Through Chronic Pain, Tools to Reclaim Your Healing Power is uh, a book for chronic pain sufferers and those who care for them mm -hmm. doctors nurses family members and friends it offers proven techniques to clear pain and live a life free from suffering with non-pharmaceutical methods from a former chronic pain sufferer who searched the globe for answers and found them that was me that's so, awesome that's an that's an achievement <laughs> yeah so it's a it's a fairly small book but it it covers the um it covers the tools that I used. It's a little bit about my story, but mostly it's about it's about the tools that I that that I used to clear over forty years of chronic pain. Okay, and where can the listeners um, buy the book or read the book? Oh yes, you can get it through Amazon, or you can get it at my website at elizabeth-kip.com. That's Elizabeth with a hyphen and then K-I-P-P like PeterPan.com. Uh, you can order off my website. I'll send you an autographed copy. Awesome. And then um, for your classes, do you also give them virtual so the listeners can join? Well, yes. Yeah. All my classes are virtual these days since COVID. Uh, so uh, you can go to my website again, elizabeth-kip.com. Go to the go to the shop page or the events page and you'll see um, you'll see the, the link to sign up. It's all trauma informed yoga. It's a very sweet, uh, sweet. And we always do a meditation at the end. 
Okay, thank you so much, Elizabeth. So what I'm going to do is once we're done this podcast, I'm going to share your link on my page. Um, and I'll also share it with my friends and family. Um, so they can also um, participate on your classes as well as buy your book. But thank you so much for doing this podcast, for being my guest. I learned a lot with you. You have a lot of knowledge. <laughs> I'm still learning, but I, I learned a lot and I can see you as being my mentor in the future. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity, Anna. And uh, I, I'm, I'm so grateful for your platform. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. Bye now. Uh-